This is Brighton's Finest. Bringing the artists closer to you. Juice. First of all, congratulations on the album. I've been listening to it all week. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's sort of probably, I mean, you you have been sort of one of the most sort of, been very well hyped and very everyone's very excited and behind the band, <laughs> it would seem. I mean... I sort of first picked up you from an article in The Guardian, I think, way back. Oh, yeah. And then it just seemed I couldn't not see you everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you've got That's m- good. That's what we like. You've got Mac DeMarco re- repping your T-shirts and all that. Uh, we kind of forced that T-shirt on him. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what we like to tell people. How did you force it on him? <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the official story is that he's a huge fan. But the unofficial story is that Iris, uh, well, Iris our drummer, met him um, at an after at one of his after parties in London and uh, they sort of was, were talking for a while and then she kind of went out because you know his address was public that thing where he like released his address <laughs> and when she was in New York her and her friend went and basically just forced it on him and took a picture but yeah yeah oh, it's, it works very well in favour it? it did works in our favour so <laughs> yeah so sort of going back to the beginning sort of try and put a, a little bit of the album in context you guys all sort of formed in school during your A-levels didn't you mm. but yeah that's right yeah so did you think um, and it was just the two of you at the beginning if I'm correct yeah yeah that's right good good, good knowledge yeah no, it's just um, me and the drummer Iris at first and, and then yeah like when we were 16 we, you know, we have sort of like different um, formations, like different versions of Goro since we were like 14. But then uh, when we were 16, um, we just sort of asked to join us as bassists and then it all sort of clicked. I had I had a bit of a dig on your social media and that kind of thing. There's a few right, right. a few old um, SoundCloud things that I can't oh, actually yeah. get access to. What does oh, the, yeah. what did the sort of old Goro <laughs> sound like back then as opposed to what it is now? It was sort of like incredibly, I guess what you'd call lo-fi, but totally not our intention at all. We just, <laughs> the only like recording device we had was like Iris's dad's old Mac and we just got up garage band and none of us really knew how to do it. So we just obviously just press record and like <laughs> use the uh, computer speakers. And I mean, it sounded like technically really awful, but it was really sweet actually <laughs> how it, listening back, you know, because um, we just didn't really know what you did like somebody had told like told me that like bowie triple tracked his vocals and i was like okay well i guess we should do that as well then but obviously it was technically so rubbish but i mean they're, they're quite charming it's just sort of like yeah just very lo-fi is i guess how you describe it but not intentionally at all um yeah but in fact those those recordings that are like now private to um you know make sure that nobody sees them uh, and now they're going out on like a bonus disc for Rough Trade, oh. I think now, because we're album of the month for Rough Trade and they needed like, yeah, like a bonus CD from us. And we just sent them all those old demos. So it should be quite cute. <laughs> oh, so they're just the completely sort of raw demos about then. You've not sort of re-recorded them or anything. No, no, no. We literally just sent them as they were. And like, those are the demos that we sent out to like every promoter in London, like begging for them to put us on, you know, so we're super fond of those demos really because they did us well but also you know they are just so sweet and kind of just kind of charming and they're sort of just so pure (laughs) there's nothing going going you know nothing much going on there but they're cute brighton's finest this is 
Juice. I mean, looking at sort of a bit deeper into the album, you've spoken a lot about um, how your lyrics are very sort of honest and they're sort of taken from real situations. Do you ever get a bit worried about um, sort of being a bit too too truthful? Like, do you worry about <laughs> someone maybe hearing something and sort of be able to work out what's about them and that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing is, it's like, with this album, obviously it's our first album, and, you know, just a couple of years ago, we were recording those shitty, you know, MacBook demos, so... The majority of these songs on this album were written like completely just for myself and just to make myself feel a bit better, maybe. Just because that's kind of, you know, again, total cliche, but it's just sort of how if I'm sad, it just makes me happier to write a song yeah. about it, maybe. Does it um, feel like sort of it, yeah. getting something sort of almost off your chest and that kind of thing, sort of purging yeah, those sort of bad, bad thoughts yeah. or feelings or whatever? You kind of have to assess, like, hold on, what's actually going on once you express that in a song. So you've been to Brighton a few times. You've played, like, mm-hmm. venues at the Green Door. I think you did The Great Escape last year, didn't you? Yeah, uh- yeah, we've done... Oh, we did, we did this year, actually. We did The Haunt, and then uh, we've done Concord 2 a couple of times. You were supporting Telemann at Concord too. And Whitney, just the other month. <laughs> no, so you can bring up to that, because you've, I mean, you've done some brilliant support slots. I mean, you've done Telemann, you've done Mayla Jones for a London date. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all that. And there's all these sort of brilliantly established people. Have you, did, was there anything you sort of learned from touring with all these guys? Any sort of advice given, anything you learned from watching <laughs> them play, that kind of thing? We've supported some of our absolute favourite bands. The only thing I've really taken away is like seeing such incredible performers they're just so confident it just gets the audience going and like i think that's the most important thing because you know when we were just starting gigging like we were all so what's the word unconfident not confident you know what i mean yeah uh quite sheepish and like i think that really like the audience could probably feel that a bit so now we're kind of a bit more like rock and roll and we just <laughs> that has definitely been because we've seen acts like Mayla jones for example and it's just such like an energetic powerful performance and Every time you see a great live show, you just, well, I just get totally inspired. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, in terms of advice or something, like, <laughs> the only thing I can remember is, like, Josiah from Whitney was, like, <laughs> he, he bought us, like, a round of shots or something, and he just said, oh, like, this big band did this for us when we were really small, and um, and so I'm going to do it for you now, and maybe when you're, <laughs> like, when you're big, you can buy drinks first small bands <laughs> and I thought that was quite sweet I was like I hope I do one day like have enough money to um to be able to buy around for a small band <laughs> um I'm I'm sure in not a long time you'll be buying everyone oh, well thank you <laughs> I hope so <laughs> Uh, not really advice, but I remember that. <laughs> you're playing here at the Green Door store on the 8th, I think, of I November. believe so, yeah. Um, and you're kicking off the tour in October. Is there anywhere sort of you're looking forward to playing in particular? Any venues you've visited before and that kind of thing? I really miss Glasgow. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to going back and playing there. And I think we're playing Mono, which is a venue owned by the guys from the Pastels. I've heard it's a really groovy venue. But, I mean, otherwise, I've got to say, like, the one that I'm like looking forward to slash most scared of is Scala in London is insane. This is Juice, Brighton's, Brighton's finest. finest. Bringing the artists closer to you.